Yeah, I'm like Neo now. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. That's Morpheus. What's going on, everybody? Jurassic Views, Ottawa's Raptors podcast, doing a night recording. And I was curious if you guys can tell the difference in my voice, whether the volume or the tone, the intonations. Just curious. It's been a long day. Uh, It was media day for the Raptors yesterday. Happy media day. Kind of bit of Christmas feelings, you know, bit of first day of school feelings. Um, you know, maybe like TV show premiering kind of feelings all wrapped into one. But uh, that was yesterday. Today for me personally, my daughter who is uh, a big soccer player, only nine years old, but she's an absolute beast at the back of the pitch, sometimes plays the center. Um, she was in a cross country meet and definitely my voice extended itself. Um, definitely I was at full capacity, uh, really gave it my all as a cheerleader, a supportive parent. Um, I, you know what? I even was cheering for neighbors, kids. I was cheering for, uh, kids that Evelyn's played soccer with. Uh, there were classmates and schoolmates I was cheering for. I only needed to show up from about, you know, 11.45 till 12.30 at the latest. Um, I didn't. I went from 11.30 all the way to 2 o'clock. You want to put t- talk about somebody who puts in the work. As a parent today... I put in the work. Um, I did all those little things that your kid will remember and her friends more importantly will remember because you need those friends when things get tough, when there's a little debate, when there's, you know, some hesitation, some resistance around doing some things around the house. You need those friends' voices. And uh, today I, I, you know, did that, that overtime so I could could get a little something back. Uh, hopefully, uh, that will return at some point in in a much needed moment. But enough about me. <laughs> enough about me. I uh, got to talk to Zaya today as well. He sends love from Nigeria. Looking forward in the next uh, two two three weeks before the season tips off on October twenty fifth. To have him do another solo pod. Um, Yeah. Really good to hear from him. Uh, But we had a media day. And some teams did their media day yesterday. Some teams did it today. The Raptors were on yesterday. Uh, Before we get to the Raptors, couple quick notes, couple highlights 
to media day of other teams that I thought were fantastic. First of all, Damian Lillard in Milwaukee, they had a whole Dame rally uh, even before media day. I think it was Sunday. And there must have been like 50,000 people outside of the Buck Stadium cheering Dame on as he walked up with his three kids to the stadium. He did some uh, you know, photo shoots, did a little shoot around. It was mayhem. Like I was very impressed with Milwaukee. I remember when they won the chip in 2021. What did they call like the deer park or the herd or something out in in you know outside the stadium cheering on the team, kind of like Jurassic Park, uh, but not as original. Um, and but this time, the Deer District is that what it is? Deer District. Anyways, uh, they were awesome. They really, really were awesome, that crowd. And so, you know, kudos to them. But Dame in the media day yesterday was talking about one of the funniest interactions he had with an NBA player. And he talked about OG Ananobi, I think the day before he got traded, OG sent him a text and texted, welcome to Toronto. <laughs> and Dame had to call OG because he was kind of puzzled. Like, how did OG find out before I did what was happening officially? And I think at that point, things had already been leaning or turning toward Dame going to Milwaukee. So he was confused you know, how does OG know before me? How How is it that I'm going to Toronto when, you know, my agent said I was going to Milwaukee and then he calls Dame, he call, oh, Dame calls OG up and OG's is laughing at him. He's like, no, man, I'm, I'm just pranking you. So that was pretty funny. Um, much respect to, to OG for, for constantly being a bit of a joker. And uh, to do that in that moment, I think, uh, is pretty funny. Uh, Another moment was LeBron on the mic giving a full spotlight, giving, giving the reins of the team, the face of the team over to AD, Um, which makes sense knowing their ages, knowing where they're at in their careers. But, uh, I found it it kind of a funny timing for LeBron to do that on media day. Like he could have done that all summer if he wanted to. Uh, he could have said it like, you know, in the exit interviews, like, hey, as we look forward to next year, uh, this is AD's team and I'll be, you know, cheering AD on. I'll be supporting AD. He didn't do that. He waited to media day, which is fine. Nothing wrong with it. But I just, I just thought, wow, that's, that's interesting. You know, um, they have a loaded team. I really think the Lakers could do some damage, and I definitely don't like that uh, at all. I think it was twenty twenty one. I I had an episode, solo episode, where I, I talked about, you know, the king is gone. You know, the king has been dethroned. Down with the king. I think might have been the name of the, the the episode, but. Uh, to see the Lakers just keep finding a way back to not just relevancy, but 
competitiveness and contendership is really impressive. I know they got loads of money. I know LeBron is there. And so people want to play with LeBron for the Lakers in Los Angeles, Southern California. Who the hell wouldn't want that kind of weather from mid-October to, you know, mid-April, uh, if not late May? But it's impressive how, how they're able to figure that out. Um, who else stood out for me on Media Day? Oh my gosh. We can't continue this podcast talking about Media Day without highlighting Jimmy Butler. If you have not seen pictures of Jimmy Butler or video clips of what Jimmy Butler looked like yesterday, please do yourself a favor. Uh, Bam and Tyler... Kyle, we're all in stitches with yet another media day stunt by Jimmy Butler. Um, they called him Emo Jimmy, or maybe he called himself Emo Jimmy. I thought he looked had a little like little Nas X kind of look to him. Uh, it was hilarious. So do take a look into that. If you remember last year. Of course, uh, he had the extensions in his hair and he got roasted for that. But he's doing all this purposely just so when you're watching the game tracker on ESPN, the photo that will come up will be his media day photo. They use the media day photo on the game tracker. They don't change that. It's from media day. So how hilarious will this be? that every time Jimmy Butler's face pops up, it will be emo Jimmy. I just love that. I think Jimmy is one of, you know, top 10 players in the league. He, 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 the last four years, he's been a top five playoff performer, but he is just a prankster. He loves to have fun and get a laugh out of people. And he doesn't mind being in the spotlight and, and, you know, looking a bit strange or, or certainly different than he usually looks, right? Like he has some of the tightest, most creative uh, braids in the league. And uh, anyways, I had a lot of love for that. All right, Toronto Media Day. This is a Raptors podcast. Um, really interesting Media Day. I know um, others, if you listen to other Raptors podcasts, they'll say – some similar things, I'm sure. But, you know, Masai always kind of sets the tone to the media day. Um, and he was talking about selfishness and how this team won't be selfish like they were last year. Um, he will keep them accountable, but he believes that the selfishness is not on the team anymore, which kind of points to Fred Van Vliet and Nick Nurse, if not completely to Nick Nurse. Um you know, he talked about culture change and getting an identity, and then Darko kind of piggybacked on that. Uh, Darko um, was said to have a lot of joy by players and have great communication. Gary Trent Jr., I thought, had one of the most interesting quotes that he's talked to Darko more in the last three or four months about basketball or just about life. He's talked to Darko more than he ever has with a coach. And he was in Portland 
for at least a year and a half before he got traded. He was in uh, Toronto uh, under Nick Nurse's tutelage for two years. And you're telling me that Darko in four months has talked to you more as just a human being or as a player more than, than Nick Nurse? That That's telling, to be honest. Um, there were a lot of questions, and I, I thought the media did a really bad job, and I don't know if this was MLSE motivated or if they tampered with the media day, but they, they spoke a lot about last year and really zeroed in on indirectly, uh, you know, convicting Nurse and and Freddie, I just didn't think that was necessary. I thought Samson Folk, who you know, big fan of Samson's, uh, he's rap with Raptors Republic. He's you know does the rap cast. He's kind of their main guy these days. Um, I thought Samson uh, was right on his pod uh, to say that like let's talk about now, like let's talk about what the future holds, what the present roster is who the Raptors are. Like if you're going to set culture, let's, let's talk about this team and where this team is going, what this team is about rather than like pointing to the past. And I, I know the media kind of lobbed it up there for an alley-oop for, for them. And again, that's why I don't know if MLSE planted some of these questions to the media, which I think is really low brow stuff. Um, but yeah, it just had a bit of a negative tone um, when it got to those bigger questions, how's this team going to be different this year? And I, just unnecessary, to be honest. And I, I really appreciate guys like Samson Folk and, and Vivek Jacob um, who who are just more positive. Um, you know, I thought uh, Lewis uh, Zimmerman, who's also a Raptor Republics guy, uh, did a good job in his questions to focus on going forward. I actually thought the guy from, um, I think his, his first name is Ryan, the guy from Toronto Sun, I thought, I, you know, I don't usually uh, applaud the Toronto Sun for much uh, of their reporting, but I really thought their reporter did a good job yesterday of, of making it more positive, making it more about the present and not trying to focus on the past. So um, anyways, that was kind of a broad stroke take. Um, it was great to see Scotty smiling and, and flexing. Uh, it was great to see OG relaxed. Uh, Gary looked happy. That's a good sign. Good to see Grady Dick. He just seems like he's, he's just so joyful, you know, happy about being in Toronto, being in the NBA. Um, yeah, you know, it was just good to see smiles. Unfortunately, we didn't get to hear from Dennis Schroeder, although it's training camp. Much of the media is going to be in Burnaby in the Vancouver area. So we'll hear from Dennis Schroeder. Uh, would love to see shots of, of Dennis with his uh, son. I think it's his oldest son, who's maybe four or five. He's got a great handshake with his son. Um, and just, you know, hear, hear some uh, of his thoughts, not just from the summer, uh, when Germany won it all, but you know, just to get his thoughts about this team and how he's, you know, getting a feel for the guys, um, 
Yeah, you know, uh, I think it was it was great to see Otto Porter back. Good to hear Scotty, uh, OG, Gary, um, even Pascal to some extent talk about Garrett Temple, Thad Young, Otto Porter, the veterans in this group because they very much are the veterans of this group. Um, unfortunately, some bad news came out of Media Day. Uh, I think they released it just before the, the press conferences themselves. But uh, Christian Coloco will not be participating in training camp. Now, that's not a massive deal. It might be a week. You know, it might be 10 days. It might flow in, the, you know, the first game of the preseason. But he's had some respiratory issues uh, that kind of came up around the early part of the summer. He missed summer league. Uh, it affected his summer league. He was at Rico Hines. I did see some videos of of him uh, at Rico Hines. He did some summer training at OVO. Uh, I saw him there. Um, he, in in general, like as a regular human being, he seems like he's okay. I saw him in lots of uh, photos on social media with Precious. I remember he was in Montreal with Precious, Lou Dort, Shea Gildress, um, and, and Precious. So <clears throat> I, I know that in general, he's doing okay, but as an elite athlete, they they want to be cautious. Um, who knows if if he's had you know some asthma, or just there's some environmental things. Uh, I mean, it is quite hot and humid in the summer in Toronto, Montreal, uh, even Ottawa. So I don't know if that was part of it, or if it's allergies, or what's going on. If the smoke got to him, or if it's if it's a bigger deal than just a seasonal thing. Um, you know, didn't hear anything when he was at Arizona about respiratory issues, uh, but it is a dry heat, uh, very different than than the type of heat that we get here in 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 southern or southeastern Ontario. So that sucks because Coloco, I think, could feature quite strongly in that second unit with Precious, maybe Otto Porter, Chris Boucher, and um, certainly. Uh, Grady Dick and Dennis Schroeder in that second unit and to have that real rim protector in that second unit and Christian Coloco being healthy would be really important and effective for the defense. So I'm hoping that it's just like a precautionary thing, further test, just to make sure he's at 100%, if he's recovering maybe from something uh, that he had earlier in the summer. Who knows, right? Like he could have had COVID earlier in the summer and, it, and it's just kind of stayed with them a little bit longer than they wanted to. Summer League was three months ago. Um, so that's possible, right? Like, I don't think it has to be terrible news, but it just it's kind of crappy news. Um, but, you know, the season doesn't start till October 25th. Three weeks is an awful lot of time for guys in, you know, uh, almost uh, – uh, elite human or superhuman abilities, uh, especially when they're 21, 22 years old. So I, there's been no timeline set, uh, but it, yeah, that wasn't the greatest news. Um, obviously, there's talks about contract extensions. OG, Gary, Pascal all have those uh, of, you know, available. They're, they're, they're sitting there waiting to be signed. I'd be surprised if OG and Pascal didn't sign extensions. 
uh, before, um, you know, the deadline. I think that's sometime in early December. I'd be really surprised. Uh, but, but look, look to, for that to happen, uh, probably like, you know, five, six, seven weeks into the season. Uh, you know, I, I think Masai is cautious. He wants to pick a clear direction, but as he said yesterday on media day, he wants to see this team come together. He wants to see this team under Darko specifically, uh, Darko's leadership come together and, that's going to take some time, but it's also going to take a will of the players. Uh, there's no shortage of talent. There is a shortage of shooting on this team, but there's no shortage of talent. There's no shortage of depth or athleticism. Uh, and this team could go a couple different directions, but if they wanted to stay with this group, knowing that it's you know probably a three-year plan at this stage without Fred in the mix... You know, you, you could see this team wait 10 to 15 games and then say, you know what, Pascal looks awesome. Uh, the, the gel with Scotty and Pirtle, Schroeder, Gary is all there. OG looks awesome, you know, and, and we might have almost back-to-back-to-back to back to back weeks or days uh, or maybe one big happy press conference sometime in late November, early December, where the three of them are signing. And it looks like like a great scene uh, to have this package of players in their 20s, um, in, you know, Gary entering his prime, OG and, and Pascal in their primes, um, being able to sign together. It will be interesting if that plays out, if it plays out that way. I think it will be, you know, really telling, really positive if that happens. But until then, there's a limbo, right? And and I think that limbo comes with questions. Will there be a trade before the trade line deadline or on the trade deadline? And I think those are fair questions on media day. I don't think it's something I want to talk about too much once we get to the preseason, which is... Uh, The first game against the Kings is this Sunday, October 8th. I'd rather just talk about basketball and talk about who's on the roster. Obviously, we can't control that, but we can control what we talk about. And I think even though I'm no media member, I'm just a fan who has a podcast and a co-host with Courtney and Zaya, but we like talking about the players. We like talking about, uh, you know, them as humans, them as, as players and teammates them as business people. Um, and we'd like to focus on that. We'd like to focus on their interests off the courts from a philanthropic standpoint, uh, from a charitable standpoint. And um, so that's what I want to talk about from, from now on. But I thought it was an interesting thing to bring up knowing that those contracts are looming. And it has been the off season. It was media day. Those things were addressed by players and Maasai um, don't think we saw Bobby yesterday. We'll probably see Bobby in the next uh, week talk, uh, probably either right before the preseason or right before the regular season. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll say that there and we'll leave it until something happens. Because uh, yeah, I'm, I'm more about basketball. I'm more about the players and, that, and that's what this podcast Courtney and I are, and I are all about. Uh, well, I'm going to leave it there, y'all. Um, it, it is always a good time of year 
to see the players come back together, to be in the photo ops. Um, and when you look at the guys, the size, the length, the athleticism, there is a lot to be positive about. And I hope uh, during this preseason and, you know, you can rally around this team and get excited, you know, to see a, a big precious dunk, to see uh, some great backdoor uh, passes or ball fakes by Scotty to see Pirtle in in the pick and roll to see him uh, as a hub like Sabonis or Draymond Green was and making great passes uh, to see Coloco come back and make uh, a block at the rim and Chris Boucher run out on a three point shooter and and get a piece and and get into transition the other way to see Pascal. Uh, you know, take advantage of a mismatch against a smaller wing to see Dennis Schroeder be a pest on defense and make a big play or penetrate the lane down the stretch and get a bucket uh, and get this team going. That's what I'm looking forward to. And so to have this media day gives me those feelings. It gives me those pictures and imagination of, of what could be on a positive note. And, and if you're, and if you're ever struggling to be positive, if you're ever struggling to be optimistic about this team, just take in some of Darko's interviews. He's that kind of guy. He's a positive guy. Um, And he will be a competitor. There's no doubt about that. But he brings joy, just like we've seen Scotty and Pascal in the past. Um, And so take in that if if, if you're needing some. All right, y'all. Have a good evening. Catch up with you soon. Peace. I don't, I don't do dreaming, boy, I'm on your function. I do arts, so these are arts, that's it.